0: Welcome to the Wisdom of the Masters series, where we are sharing pearls of Hasidic wisdom on the Parsha every week, taking an idea from a different Hasidic master, and we're going to journey into the unique worldview and mindset of the Hasidic masters. We mentioned last week that the Hasidic movement started by the Baal Shem Tov, Yisrael Baal Shem, who was a mystic, a, a wanderer an itinerant preacher who used to travel throughout the countryside in the Ukraine and lift up the simple, brokenhearted, downtrodden Jews with words of inspiration and strengthen them with the value of simple faith, of joy, of song and dance and teaching people that they can serve God in everything, in every moment, in every experience, in the way we eat, in the way we work, in the way we talk, which is really part and parcel with the, the goal of Judaism. But he just re-emphasized that everyone is not meant to be a Torah scholar, but we are all meant to have a vibrant and beautiful relationship with the Almighty through our everyday life. Um, a famous story is told uh, of Rev. Levi Yitzhak of Berditchev. We mentioned last week, the story really uh, encompasses the beauty and the power of of what the Hasidic movement is all about, that there was once a uh, on Yom Kippur, he there was a he intuited that there was supposed to be a terrible decree against the Jewish people, and he spent hours in prayer meditation, trying to do whatever he could to nullify this decree, and he told the the congregation, everyone just pour your hearts out, pour your hearts out in prayer, and there was one. Unlearned shepherd boy who didn't know how to read Hebrew. He didn't know how to pray. All he knew was the olive base, the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And he started to sing those letters with his pure heart. And he said, God, Master of the universe, I don't know how to pray properly. I don't know the words. I don't even know how to read Hebrew. But you know what we need. Take the letters of the alphabet and weave them together in the right combinations to say to form the prayers that are needed to nullify this decree and Levi Yitzhak of Berditchev intuited that th- there was a ruckus in in the heavens and the angels were going crazy they said the purity of those prayers of that simple shepherd singing the letters of the Aleph base formed the most powerful potent prayer that ripped up the decree so that that's what Hasidic movement is all about so I want to share with you a couple of ideas this week even though I said we're going to do one uh, a couple of amazing ideas. So on on this week's parsha we're going to start with an introduction which really shapes again another major theme in in Hasidic teachings. And this comes from the Baal Shem Tov himself. In this week's parsha Noah, Noah's flood, Noah is commanded to build an ark. And in that ark, the Torah says one of the things he's supposed to do is to build something called a tsohar. What is a tsohar? Um, the talmud brings two different opinions of what a sohar is a sohar comes from the word of of light or splendor or shining something shiny and the talmud says one opinion is it was to build a skylight to build a window in the ark so that he could see out and bring in some light and the other opinion was was to bring a precious stone there was a type of gem stone that glowed in the dark and that would help illuminate the ark the Baal Shem says as follows, the word Teva, the word Ark in Hebrew is Teva. The word Teva is the same Hebrew word for the word word. The word for word in Hebrew, or one of the words for word is Teva, uh, or literally for letter. A letter is a Teva. And the Baal Shem says as follows that Noach is, is taught a secret recipe, for how to overcome hardships in life. When you're surrounded by a flood, when you're bombarded with anxiety, depression, overwhelmed with the floodwaters of what's happening in the world around you in your own personal life, how do you respond, says the Baal Shem Tov? Go into the word. Go into the teva, literally go into the words. What does that mean? Go into the words of prayer. That by holding on to the words of prayer with all our might, by really entering into the words of prayer, we have the ability to survive the flood. It says the Baal Shem Tov, Sohar Tassel ateva. You have to build a window, a bright light into your, in your words. How do you do that? He says when you really meditate on the meaning of each and every letter, when you meditate on the meaning of every word, when you say each word with all your heart, with all your emotion, with all your focus and concentration, you literally illuminate those letters and then says the Baal Shem Tov, hidden in each and every letter of the Torah and of the prayers the Hebrew prayers is worlds souls and godliness when you open up the letters by putting your heart into them you literally reveal the deepest secrets of spirituality that are hidden in those letters that's what it means to illuminate the letters And the Bal Shem Tov continues just like Conception typically requires passion for a child to be received. Typically, there is some form of passion and excitement on the physical level. So too, for a our prayers to really be given life, we have to put our passion and our heart into them. Now with that backdrop, I want to share with you something that is unique to the Hasidic, and not really 100% unique to the Hasidic um, rabbis, but uh, something that is uh, amplified in, in Hasidic writings is the use of plays on words. Now, this goes all the way back to Talmudic times, so it's not foreign to Judaism, but the Hasidic rabbis take great liberty in finding hidden meanings in words because of this unique approach that we have just learned from the Baal Shem Tov, that hidden in every Hebrew letter is incredible worlds and spirituality. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you one of those today from this week's parsha. And this teaching, um, I'll show you two different teachings on the same verse. Um, one of them is from the Apterov. Rav. The after is Rav Avram Yeshua Heschel of Apt. He was a Polish Hasidic Rebbe. He was a student of Rabbi Eli Melech of Lezensk, who was a student of the Magad of Mezrich, who was the for, first foremost and foremost disciple of the Baal Shem Tov. So Rabbi, the Apter is really the fourth generation of Hasidic rabbis, and he's famous for his love of Jews. His book is called The Ohev Yisrael, The Lover of Israel. And uh, the Apter says as follows, based on the following... Verse it says that that Noah entered the teva because of the floodwaters, and Rashi, the famous commentator tater on the Torah, says, "Mikatne haya. Noah was from those of little faith. Mamin ve'enu mamin He believed and yet he didn't believe." That God was actually going to bring a flood and therefore he only went in to the Teva into the ark because of the waters of the flood he waited until the last minute to see if there was going to actually be a flood and the rain was falling and falling and only when it got really bad only then did he go into the flood and this is kind of problematic because we, the parsha starts out saying that Noah was a Sodik, a righteous person. How could Rashi tell us that Noah was a man of little faith, that he didn't actually believe that God would bring a flood? So says Reb, the Opterov, that belief, Amuna, in Hebrew means believing in something. But he said it also comes from a word that that means to draw down or to raise up, to educate. Uh, the word to To raise a child is the same word of of Muna. And he said that the reason for this is because when you believe in something, you give that thing strength and you uplift that thing. You cause that thing to happen. The more you believe in something, whatever it is, if you believe you're a failure, you're going to experience failure. And this in modern terminology is known as the the law of attraction, that what you think about, what you believe, what you will into existence is going to be what you experience. If you are a negative person, you're going to have negative experience. If you're a positive person, you think often about positive things happening, you're going to have more positive experiences. So Noah understood that if you really believe there's going to be a flood, you're going to bring about a flood. You're more likely going to experience a flood. And the message for us is that the stuff that we believe in has power. So begin by believing in yourself. Begin by believing in the number one principle of Judaism that God is loving and good and that good things generally are what we're experiencing. Even if we don't notice the good, even if we can't see the good in the experience, believe that it's there, that it's latent in the experience. And finally, I want to say uh, 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 an earth-shattering approach to this Rashi from another Hasidic Rebbe. This name is Rav Yitzchak Kalish of Vorka, known as the Vorka Rebbe, the founder of Hasidus, which it's, it's, it continues until today, known as the Amshanov Hasidus, one of the most dynamic and, and really spiritual people on the planet, the Amshanov Rebbe. I had the privilege of meeting him many years ago he lives in another world he literally is not in the same dimension as us he lives beyond time he man doesn't sleep and he uh he's literally the way to meet with him i had to wait on uh in his synagogue all night and they finally called me in at six in the morning so um so the Vorka Rebbe says as follows, and he, he lived Rivetzah Vorka lived in the uh, early 1800s, also in Poland. Says the Vorka Rebbe that um, he's going he 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 reads the words of Rashi with a different emphasis. Says the Vorka Rebbe that Rivetzah Vorka mikatne amuna. who says that Noah was a man of little faith. He believed and didn't believe that God would bring a uh, a flood. So he cha- he puts the comma in a different place. He says, Of those of little faith, Noah believed. He believed in those of little faith. He believed that the generation could do tshuva, that the generation could repent, that could change. And he didn't believe that God would bring a flood. He believed in the power of the... Of the generation of human beings, and he refused to believe that God was going to bring a flood because he believed that that we have the ability to change and do better. And that taking the idea from the Oftarebi is that when you believe in each other, when we believe in the good that we each have within us, you bring out the good that we each have within us. And finally, I want to bring a a proof for this idea from the text itself. It says. that there was rain on the land and the rainfall the rain had started falling and then a few verses later it says there was flood waters on the land and rashi tells us that at first the rain fell like rain of blessing it fell as pleasant rainfall and it was a warning sign god said guys i'm bringing the rain and everyone knew, everyone knew there's this crazy guy, Noah, who's been telling us for, for generations that there's going to be a flood coming and suddenly it starts raining and raining and raining. But the rain, Rashi says, began as the rains of blessing. If the people had done tshuva, had taken the message, had changed, repented, the rain would have been just pleasant rains that would have nourished the earth. Only after time when God saw that they didn't repent, then it became a flood. And that's exactly what the verse says, that Noah went into the Teva because of the floodwaters. Only when he saw that the rain changed did he realize people are not actually repenting. Now it's time to believe in the flood. So that's my message for you today. And I want to wish you a beautiful Shabbos. We should all believe in ourselves and believe in each other.